Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Hey guys, on today's show, we have one of our great friends, Michelle Dews, and we are excited to get into this conversation about such a timely word uh, for the body of Christ in some of the direction that we feel the Lord is leading us. And Michelle, we are excited to have you on this episode today. What is going on? Thank you. It's great to be here. I love hanging out with you guys and just talking about whatever God's uh, stirring up. <laughs> uh, Seems like we could talk for yes, times, doesn't it? It oh, does. Yes, it does. Indeed. So, Michelle, thanks so much for being on the episode today. For those that may not know who you are, can you just share with a listener a little bit about yourself, some of your passions and what you do? Sure. Um, well, as you said, my name is Michelle Dehuse, and I have been married to my amazing husband for the last uh, 16 years. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, is it 16 years? Yes, I think so. <laughs> you ever do that? When yes. you get to a certain point, you're like, wait, how long has it been? <laughs> Anyways, um, we have three beautiful kids together, and then I have my oldest son, Asa. And really, my kids are um, just a passion and joy in my life. And the Lord really uses them to, to keep me, (laughs) to keep me humble, growing and, uh, you know, passionate, uh, for him and for life and, and for really seeking after what he's doing, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, My kids are a catalyst for that. (laughs) Definitely. We hear you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Especially with uh, the pandemic and COVID, oh, and, and the home, uh, <laughs> the the home lock-in, as yes. we will say. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Michelle, we wanted to have this conversation with you today because we believe uh, something that you're passionate about, that's on your heart, that you're doing right now, is really a key to future breakthrough mm-hmm. for church in North America. I, I would say that, and and just across the globe, but specifically, I want to just speak. Uh, to America, because right now, one of the things that we all love, we love the prophetic because the prophetic has so impacted our lives. Um, All of us have a call in the area of the prophetic, raising up prophetic voices. But one of the things that has been lacking over the years, and as we travel, we get this conversation a lot, Mm -hmm. is like, I have so many prophetic words, (laughs) but I don't know what to do with them. I have not seen any come to pass. And many times it's almost like we're coaching and counseling people who have had really powerful prophetic words from uh, powerful prophetic voices, prophets, prophetess, but yet there's been some, uh, you know, hurt, some pain, but the things haven't come to pass. And a lot of it is because we've been really good in teaching how to prophesy, but there's not too much good teaching out there or training on what to do with a prophetic word. And I really do believe that the epoch season that we, the church, are coming into is how do we build the prophetic? Not just how do we prophesy, how do we create prophetic community, but what do we do with prophetic words? And so can we talk about that a little bit? So, Michelle, before you share on that, I would love to give <laughs> ask a specific question <laughs> from our own life, and maybe you can help with this, you know, you are so gifted and you have such an amazing um, just gift on your life for prophetic processing. And so I want you to explain a little bit to the listener what that even means. But, you know, just from our own life, one of the examples that 
I have is that, you know, we just went through a major transition in our own life a couple yeah. of years ago. And, you know, we actually laid down everything from a prior season to come to a new place. Everything's new, right? And so part of that was selling our dream home, right? Yeah. And so we, of course, laid that down and just stepped into this new season God was leading us to. And about a month into after we moved, we got within weeks of each other, we've gotten prophetic words from very trusted voices in our life that the dream home is coming Yeah, because you lay down your home. You know, God said that you're going to get a better <laughs> dream and a better dream home yeah. here. Okay. That was two and a half years ago. <laughs> right. And yes. so we have been, there were specific things in, in, in each of the words that yeah. God had asked us to do. And we we took action. We mm -hmm. did it, right? And so some people, and we we get this question all the time. So you get you get these words, you believe it. You're like, I'm activating it. Absolutely. God said to go point to it and declare yep. it's yours, you know? Well, those three houses we pointed to are long gone, <laughs> you know? And I'm just being a little vulnerable moment because, you know, this is part of processing through, mm -hmm. um, you know, this this whole topic. And so I would love for you to speak into that and what that looks like when we talk about this um, term prophetic processing, what does that look like and how do you help people navigate through that? So good. Yeah, that is, those are uh, great examples because I do run into a lot of people who are standing on promises and they've done everything that they know to do to be obedient to that promise. They've positioned their, their, their hearts, they've aligned the way of thinking, they've aligned their finances, they're stewarding. Because a lot of times we get promises um, spoken over our lives through prophetic words. It's confirmed in the, in the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this encounter with God, you know, all these <laughs> things are lining up up so to speak and then we wait yep and mm -hmm. we wait and we wait and what i've noticed in my own life and in the in the lives of those around me and then those who i'm i'm helping process out their prophetic words is that oftentimes there is a season mm. that is connected to that promise and we don't recognize the season that is directly connected to that promise so we just see the promise um, in and of itself as available wow. as soon as we align with it. It's like if I'm stewarding well, if I'm checking off all these boxes, if I'm naming it and claiming it, or I'm, or maybe you're not naming it and claiming it, but you are, no, I'm declaring this. I agree with, with your intentions, Lord, but we don't see that there's a specific season or there's a relational connection mm, that so hasn't so been good. made yet. And so we start to lose hope. We start to feel like maybe we've missed it or maybe God has turned a deaf ear or he no longer is seeing or he no longer is, is somehow we missed it. Right. And I, I'm here to tell you today <laughs> that you have probably not missed it. If you've done those things, if you've stewarded well your season, if you've stewarded well your heart, you've stewarded well, like I said, your finances your um, dreams, your heart, you're reading the word, you're, you're worshiping, you're doing all these things that you just do naturally because you are a lover of God, because so you good. love being yeah. a son or a daughter. It's, you're not trying to manipulate him. You're not trying to do any of those things. You are simply being faithful to mm. what you know to do. And yet... And yet we still don't see the house of promise. We still don't see the the employment of promise. We mm. don't see the career. We don't see the child that is born or so the marriage that is that has been promised. And we begin to lose heart. And I'm telling you, could it be 
that there is a relational connection that has not yet lined up, Mm -hmm. that there is a season that that promise is assigned to. And if it were to come to pass before your foundation is ready, before everything is ready, then you would not, um, you would not fulfill the the fullness of what God wow. has for you in that promise. Wow. And I think sometimes we we cut short our seasons because we don't contend for the fullness of that season because we're so looking for the next thing. And I see this with prophetic words. You know, it's like we do these lives and I love doing the lives. I love seeing the same people on here growing. I love yeah. seeing people giving prophetic words. But sometimes I'll notice the same people asking for a prophetic word time and time and time again. And please, I'm I'm not meaning any disrespect. I understand when we're in a season where we are desperate and we need to hear the current word of the Lord. And I and I understand that. But I'm ready when we talk about building in the prophetic. I am so ready for people to be equipped and to to trust that they can hear the Father for themselves. So good. Mm. And it's time to begin to build up your own prophetic voice, your own uh, prophetic language and what God is speaking to. And yes, when you need confirmation because you're getting ready to make a decision, absolutely. Lord, I I need confirmation. I'm going to look for it. But to begin to trust that the Lord is leading you and guiding you every step of the way so in good. your life personally, and that you don't have to continually go on looking for a new word yep. or another word. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, my passion, you asked me what my passion is. It really is to see people not only equipped to hear the voice of God for themselves, but then to begin to activate it, to build on the words that he's given them, build on the word of God, to strengthen themselves, encourage themselves, but also begin to impart that to others. What are you building in your family? Hmm. You know, what are you building in your community at work? What are you building in your neighborhood? What are you building, you know, in your house of worship? Um, and what are you building with your influence online? you know, as well, if, if we're only thinking about what we need and we don't begin to turn our eyes out and see how we can build and encourage and equip, then we're going to continue to go at a slower pace than we should. So good. So good. You know, I, I'm thinking so much, everything you're saying, I, I felt early on when you were talking, I was like, man, I think she's prophesying to us <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm like, yeah, what's that relationship? I mean, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, I, I just feel the, the anointing of God's presence in here. I want to ask you this question, but also make a suggestion at the same time. You know, one of the things you realize even in scripture is when the word of the Lord came to an individual, many times their current identity didn't fit the promise. Right. So the process was actually the relearning of mindsets and upgrade in identity. How much of that when you're doing prophetic processing, would you say is you have to walk people to understand their new identity and get rid of stinking thinking. <laughs> um, without exaggerating, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Come on. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, when Jesus, you know, redeemed my life, mm-hmm. and and I had an encounter with Him on the cross, and and He began to to walk me through what it means to be a new creation, what it Come meant on. to be crucified with Christ and to be raised again with him and that I am a new creation that I was uniquely made and that I am the dream and the passion of the father walking out on the earth today that as Jesus began to relate those things to me in my own life I recognized how much of my mind
mindsets were really preventing me from being able to walk in the fullness that God had called me to. So I went on a long journey mm-hmm. of, of breaking off those mindsets and reestablishing uh, new mindsets. And actually, Dr. Carolyn Leaf was a big part of, Ooh, of my journey in that. Come Dr. On. Carolyn Leaf and Holy Spirit, <laughs> you know, many times Come on. Uh, exposing those things and then helping me to reframe how I, how I view myself and how I view, um, how Jesus is viewing me, how the father sees me as a new creation and really how he's relating to me. If I'm not able to accept what he sees in me and what he's deposited in me and what he's pulling out of me, I'm not fully able to receive his, his love. I'm not able to fully receive what he's speaking yeah. over me. And then I can't even fully give that to my kids. I can't give that to my husband or anybody else. So, good. so for us to go on a personal journey of really, you know, breaking off those mindsets and really understanding who we are as a new creation, Christ in us. But it's not just him. Yeah. See, this is the thing is that people people go, oh, it's not I who lives. It's Christ who lives. <laughs> and and yes. Why? Because you were crucified yeah. and you are a new creation. But it is, he is calling you out to that new creation. You have to show up. You have to be present. So you good. can't just hide behind Jesus and say, well, whatever Ooh. he thinks, whatever he wants. No, he created you with a mind that has been edified. He created you with um, a structure. He created wow. you, made you in his image. And he says, think on these things. You have my mind. Yep. You have my heart. Now go and build and do. Sorry, I'm going to, I could just. No, no you're preaching right Don't now. be Come sorry. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Keep going but off. I do have to walk people through this. You yes. know, what's funny is I'll have people say, oh, I don't really need to work on identity or I don't need an identity <laughs> oh, statement. Word. I already know. And they're mature. You know, they're mature people. They, they have done work in their identity. But as we sit down together, um, regardless of them saying that to me, I always go after identity because I know there's our, there are deeper levels. We truly are, as Shrek says, like onions. Yes. <laughs> and the Lord is, yes. is adding to us, but he's also peeling away these, these things that we don't recognize are there. And I end up, you know, addressing things in their prophetic words and saying, well, do you have this in your identity statement? And they're like, well, no, I didn't know that was identity. And then I begin to talk to them about, well, look here, the Lord is saying this and he's showing you this. And they're like, I didn't see that at all. And I've had people say, well, that would explain the warfare of my last season. (laughs) Wow. And so I tell people, ask the Lord in this season that I'm going into or in that I'm in right now, ask him two things. One is what part of your character and your identity are you wanting me to grow in? What wow. do you want to to reveal to me stronger in this season than ever before? And what part of my character yeah. and my identity are you wanting to build on wow. in this season? Because I guarantee you, if you have that in your mindset, you if you paint a target on that, you'll understand the battle. Wow. You'll understand what the enemy's throwing at you because he's always going after identity. Come on. If he can take out identity then he can disrupt the promise. He can disrupt where you're headed. He can disrupt the season and he can get us focused on on the situations and the circumstances. And then, and this is what the Lord had to tell me. He said, Michelle, you can be a victim of this season or you can be a student of this season. What's it going to be? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, come on, we all want to be a student, right? Yeah. (laughs) None of us want to be victims. (laughs) So good. You know, one thing I love what you're saying, because I feel like sometimes 
and I think we probably have all been guilty of this. We we get a word and it's impactful. It resonates. You're like, oh, this is the Lord. But we are looking at it too one dimensional a lot of times Ooh. that Ooh. that we aren't recognizing wow. the partnership factor. Mm-hmm. Like we are co-laborers with him. And so we inevitably a lot of times put all the responsibility Absolutely. on God. Yep. And then we're like, well, he didn't tell me to do this, this and that. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for him to do what he said he's going to do. But everything you're pointing to, oh my gosh, I just feel like chains are breaking over oh, people come on, come on. as they listen to this yeah. because they've been held up. They've been prisoner mm-hmm. to some of the promises so that true. they're waiting on and not realizing that, you know, sometimes we stun our own growth because yeah. of this. So and and it's all tied to promises and prophetic words God's mm-hmm. given us. And it's not about, out of a wrong heart often. It's not, you know... Um, you don't need to feel yep. shame or guilt right. or whatever. Don't pick that up. Yeah. But we need to come into the maturity to understand this with so the prophetic mm-hmm. because it is stunting yeah. so it many. Is. And and I'm just feeling like as you're sharing, like like people are just, they're getting it. Come they're getting on. it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm just excited because there is a bigger picture. We mm-hmm. sometimes, we, we do get tunnel vision, right? Yeah, we we yeah. get, we're in a certain season and we know sometimes even what God is doing in that season, but we get so set on it that we can't see the yeah. bigger picture so and true. what God's doing with our identity, mm-hmm. with what's next, who we are needing to have covenant relationship so with. Yep. And we're just so set on the words in it mm-hmm. that we don't see that, you know, and I know like even recently we had someone ask us, okay, I had this word and they explained what the word was. And, but there was a timeline mm-hmm. in the word. There was a timeline. Like it said six weeks from now, this is going to happen. That timeline came and went yes. and that didn't happen. I mean, do you, can you speak to that yeah, a little absolutely. bit? Absolutely. I see that a lot in prophetic words where there is a, a specific timeline and it can be weeks, months, years, and a number of factors are, are taking place, especially when you don't see it happen. One is the prophetic voice that gave you that word. We know in part and we see in part and we hear in part, yeah. right? So they may be learning <clears throat> and developing their prophetic insight with timing. Yes. They're sure it's six weeks. Yep. But you know what? They need that feedback that within that six weeks that it didn't come to pass. Come so maybe it's six months. Maybe it is 12 weeks. And it's in it, and then there was a double, you know, there was there was something that was doubling. Okay, so one part is the prophetic voice is mm-hmm. learning, yep. you know, and I always ask people whenever I give them a timing, I say, would you please let me know if this hap- if this actually manifests in that. this time? Yep. And if it didn't, I want to know because there was a certain feeling, there was an impression that I got. I want my prophetic gifting to grow and be, I'm not afraid for someone to say, hey, actually, and this has happened to me. I've had so people good. say, you said 12 to 18 months, but it was actually 24. It was at the end of two years. Wow. That it, everything you said took place, but it was actually two years. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I needed to know that. And then wow. I started to see there was a, a progression in my own timing where if I said 18 to 24 months, I was on. Mm. But if I said 12 to 18 months, I was off usually by a month or two. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I'm learning. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, I'm going to play it safe. <laughs> Just be honest. Yeah. But um, so that's one part is just the the prophetic voice. Yep. You know, and, and we can say, well, it's prophet so-and-so who's known throughout the world. They are still a man or a woman. Yes. They are still in seat. They're so still good. learning. They're still growing. You have to judge that. Another 
aspect of this is that there was a relational connection that was supposed to happen that has not happened yet. Okay. So, and it could be on their part. Yep. It isn't necessarily on your part. There are so many elements that influence these things. Here's another thing that I think happens. We will say the Lord promises you this. Okay. And then we put a time frame to that. And the person who receives that, all of a sudden, they no longer have to contend because now it's all in the hands of wow. God. Wow. Because the prophetic voice has said, God promises you he's going to do this, blah, 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 in such a time. So then the receiver sits back and goes, Oh, good. God's got this. Well, yes, he has this. But are there some obedient steps that you need to take? You know, I mean, are there things that need to um, that you have to agree to or let go of or pick up in order to stay in alignment with that? You know, he's not going to pour out financial blessing if you're not a good steward, if you're not knowing how to steward well, um, if you're not if you don't know how to to sow. Maybe you think sewing looks like one thing, you know, Sunday mornings. And Come but the on. Lord is wanting in this season to to teach you how to sew into your marriage, to see teach you how to sew into your kids in a whole new week. Or how to teach you how to sew into those who are wanting to build so ministry but but haven't been able to do it yet. And Lord keeps putting them on your heart, but you're like, Well, okay, I'll pray for them. But he's saying, No, I want you to sew into them financially. And we don't recognize those are actually connected to our seasons. Wow. That's connected to our promise. That's connected to other things. So it, there's so many factors involved. Um, we so never, good. I will tell you this, you never get to just sit back. Come on. Okay, that, that is never our, our, our position. The only time I sit back and rest is when I'm laying against you know, the chest of Jesus, yeah. when I'm sitting on the Father's lap. And even in that place, even in that place, I'm asking, is there any place, Lord, where I need to adjust? Is there anything that I need to do? You know, I trust you. I'm walking with you. I, I believe that you're yeah. going to do what you've said you're going to do. Yep. But is there any area in me that would prevent, you know, me being able to, to move forward or my family being able to move forward yeah. in this? You know, one of the things that has helped me too with the timing is that I think sometimes with prophetic voices or prophets or prophetesses is that, you know, uh, we have a certain metron, a certain metron and a certain grace. You know, years ago, the Lord spoke to me. It's probably about five or six years before we came here. He said something to me that at time didn't make sense, but now it's unfolding. He said, I've called you to be the family prophet. And so... I started realizing I've taken that word and I started seeing the track record using the area of family words. Uh, my timing is right on. It's when I get out of that area that, yeah. that I'm still trying to grow mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, one of the things I, I like to say, and I know Craig Ferris is a great friend of ours. He always says this. I love it. He goes, Hey, I'm going to push a little bit just so you know, uh, just to give this to submit to you. I'm not sure about this timing, but I'm going to push a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to do is give language to somebody. If I'm going to go into an area where I'm trying to push the envelope to get some breakthrough in the area, yet it's not comfortable. I'm not sure about timing over here. I have a better track record still can get it wrong. Right. But we still got to get that, you know, but over here it's hard. And I think sometimes you have prophetic voices that are speaking into an area where you like their timing, their grace or Metron it's, so it's out of their what they've been known for, but they're speaking into it, but haven't given the language yes. 
to give the other person permission to judge it yes. or to, you know, do something. I want to even say something. You said something so earlier that it's just, I was about to just run around the room <laughs> because I, I'm there too. I love prophesying over people on Facebook, Instagram live. We've done that. I haven't done it as much as I used to uh, for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is that I love what you're saying is that people want prophetic comfort, but they don't want prophetic identity because prophetic prophetic comfort, you know, it's easy to, you know, feel comfortable, feel needed. It fills an identity gap many times. There's a sense of, you know, a spotlight, you know, and you feel like, oh, wow, needed and wanted. But the issue is, is that, you know, prophetic encouragement can help you encourage, but it doesn't give you blueprints to transform anything. Identity does. Your blueprints in transformation is always an identity. You see it throughout scripture. But the problem is with prophetic encouragement, I love it. And I I think problem is probably the wrong word. I think the issue is is that if we only want prophetic encouragement, we'll continue to go in, in the vicious cycle of wanting of of being needy for encouragement, but mm-hmm. we never build anything. So Come true. on, because so you build with identity, yeah. which requires a process. So what we're saying is, give me encouragement, but don't give me process. Ooh. That Ooh. is that bomb it right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that right there, I think, is the um, drill head. <laughs> Right now, Come on. that's the drill head that the Lord is trying to 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 bust into the mountain that is standing before you know His sons and daughters right now is that we have we have developed a a standard of edifying, building up, encouraging, and it was needed. Yes, it was so needed because to be honest with you, twenty something years ago when I came into the prophetic. It was, I'm going to call out your sin. Yes. I mean, the prophet came into the house and we were like, oh, Lord Jesus. I, I ain't <laughs> going to that service. I'm, going- I'm skipping that service. Right. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> and it was hard, you know, mm-hmm. and you were seeing things called out yeah. in people's marriages. You were seeing things called out and you just were afraid of the voice of the father through the prophet. And the Lord had to come in and just totally swing that pendulum because he oh. was not being represented wow. well. Now, I'm not saying that encouragement and edification and and all of that is wrong. It is not. It needs to stay the framework. But I am saying it is time that in our prophetic equipping, as we are training people here to how to hear the voice of who? The father. What is the father speaking? What does a father speak? Identity. And I'm going to just say this right now. I, I, the Lord has put this on my heart to call in the men, call in the fathers, not because they're mm. hiding, not because they don't want to be called in. The men are working hard. They're, they are doing yep. what they know to do to provide for their families. Yeah. They, they are honoring the Lord with their lives, but it is time to equip the men to call forth identity mm. through the prophetic. <laughs> and, um, and the Lord kind of oh. put this thing on my heart. I know we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm doing this school, prophetic processing, um, the good fight school. And I have three men, I have 33 students and I have three men. 
Wow. That's 10%. Wow. Okay. And the and somebody gave me a prophetic word this last week in Colorado. And she said, I believe that you are to believe for 40. And as soon as she said that, I heard, and more men. Mm-hmm. The father dropped in my heart, more men. And I know by the time this airs that it's going to be past when my school starts. But that's not the point. The point is that I believe that it is time to call up the fathers to call up the sons and begin to equip them and teach them how to release identity. And we've had generations of men who have grown up without identity. Their fathers didn't know to do it. Their fathers didn't communicate, right? Right. They didn't know how to speak to your identity. They didn't know how to call forth your identity. But here's the good news. Our father does. He's the one who has given us our identity. He's the one who hit it deep within our lives. And he's put situations and circumstances around us that will shake us to bring forth that prophetic identity, that gold. He told me, couple years ago, he took off my crown. I had this encounter with Jesus and he had given me before this beautiful ornate crown. And in this encounter with him, he Mm. removed my crown and he put on my head a hard hat with a light. (laughs) Wow. And he said, it's a miner's cap. He said, Michelle, because I've called you to be a mother who mines for prophetic identity. Come on. It's time to go in, go into the dark places, go into the the places where you, you have to have the light right here on your head that only shows you how to find the gold. You're not looking for all the other stuff. You're looking for that spark. You're looking for what he deposited deep within that life that it's time to call out. Well, I'm calling in the fathers. Come on. I'm calling in the men and my brothers and, and my fathers that say it is time for me to step up and call forth identity out of the sons and daughters. You know, it's so interesting. When you look at the original <clears throat> mandate in Genesis, you see that Adam was given the honor and privilege to bring names that would identify animals. Mm-hmm. But yet a woman was given the uh, actual mandate to cultivate, to build a culture yes. for that identity yes. to flourish. Yeah. And so you need both. And, and, what I'm not, and what I'm not saying, here what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that women can't speak into identity. No, not at all. The, so just yeah, get that I'm not straight. saying that no, either. No, I, I know. Because <laughs> you know. I'm one who does. Yes. <laughs> and, but I think what, what I'm hearing is that, you know, whenever, you know, whenever these uh, actual roles are not in place, mm. you will always uh, end up with an excess leaning on one side. Yeah, I agree. And so we we need to see this partnership. And I and I really do believe it really starts with. And I love because this is part of what I see uh, with you and your husband. I believe it starts with the partnerships of husbands and wives. Yes, like we need that. I, I think what, if there's one passion I have right now in the <laughs> prophetic is to see husbands and wives doing it together. On, yes. And and ultimately yeah. I know they may have different grace metrons, right. but there's something so powerful when you see that and uh seeing that with you and your husband mm. and yeah. just what you guys have done even in the area of family it's, mm-hmm. it just it's exciting but also you know you guys have a relational equity mm. that gives you authority. So I, and that's one thing I recognize. I can recognize when somebody gets up and speaks where they have authority mm-hmm. because they speak with such authority. It's like when Jesus came into the temple, he opened up the scriptures and taught what was spoken for so long, except people said in the temple, why does he teach with one as such authority? Because he had that equity in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when you have relational equity in, or, or different areas of your life and you get up, 
you speak with such authority that people can tell like, oh, there's something different. Yeah. And I love that because you can just tell when you speak. Like, <laughs> it's it just so amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I want to ask you, this is a little bit different question, but it, it all correlates. You know, I know we were talking earlier before we started recording about we're talking a lot about the personal prophetic words and how to process that and how to partner with the Lord and all of that. And that's so good. So good. So good. Um, I wanted to shift and ask you this because I know this is something that you are, are doing, but how does at a corporate level, how do we begin to do that and shift cultures? Because mm-hmm. I really do feel like God is doing that. And, and where there has been delay for many reasons, and maybe you can speak into that, but in the church, but not just the church, it could be in the business, it could be in, you know, in education, it can be in all the, the uh, spheres of influence, but specifically the church, I feel like God is doing so much right now and shifting it. And it, it all correlates to the prophetic promises he's given us and there's a lot of pastors and a lot of people we've talked to you know that they've got had a lot of words and things that they're not seeing come to pass and again a lot of the things you said over for individuals can apply probably at a corporate level Mm -hmm. but i know you have been partnering with different churches to be able to lead them through some of this could you just speak to a few things that you would encourage a pastor specifically and what they can do in this season Mm -hmm. um to see them break through some of these things that they haven't seen breakthrough in? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That is a, uh, not so much a loaded question as in, uh, in a bad way, but it's loaded as in, it's so full. There's so many directions (laughs) that, that we could go with that. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would say, especially because of what I'm walking through, um, a particular, um, pastor and, and his leadership team right now, in our conversations, I began, I was hearing a lot of building the house, building the house. Hey, these are the prophetic words over the house. This is what the house is all about. And, <laughs> and so he was looking yeah. at the structure and there's nothing wrong with looking at the structure of your business or the structure of yeah. the house. Okay. But I, I, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, invite him into the process of building people so good. and not his house. Come on. And I would say whether you are a CEO of a, of a corporation or whether you are a pastor of a church or you are a small business owner, what is your identity? What, what do you know? I've started this business. I'm here because this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I believe in. This is, these are my core values. Okay. Come on. This is, if you look at it, it's it's about people. Yes. Right? True. Whether it's church, whether it's family, whether it's a corporation, so it good. is about people. So if you are always thinking about how you're going to increase your income and you're always thinking about how you can get more people to purchase or to come so that the income is increased, you're going to fall short. Come on. Because... Yes, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But delighting yourself in the Lord is also delighting in his sons and daughters, delighting in the people, building the people around you. And one of the things, as I said to this to this young pastor that I was meeting with, I just shared with him the invitation. I said, I love what I'm hearing as far as wanting healthy you know, church community. Mm. I said, but what about outside of the church community? There you go. What about in the families? I said, how are you going to, to build healthy, quote unquote, church community if it's only 
focused on the time within your four walls. Come on. I said, (laughs) you are actually being invited to begin to build healthy people so that no matter where they are in your corporation, in your church, in their neighborhood, at the grocery store, taking a walk on the beach, they have a culture with inside of them. They have an ecosystem inside of them that is healthy, that is connected to the father and their identity and is releasing that everywhere they go. You're not going to have to manage people. Come on. You're not going to have to constantly, I mean, yeah, there's counseling. Yeah, you want to walk with people. That's the pastor's heart, you know, absolutely. But there's such a healthier foundation when you are now directing your thoughts and your focus as though you are building healthy people, not a healthy house, not a healthy corporation. So I would say to whomever is listening, how can you restructure so that everyone you see in your company or in your church that, or your customers that come through your door, how can my product, how can my message, how can my life help bring identity and build healthy environment within your, within your ecosystem, within your family, within your life? Wow. Amazing. You know, it's almost like we've got it reversed because mm-hmm. the original, uh, you know, encounter that we see in Matthew 16 mm-hmm. Where, you know, Jesus tells Peter, hey, he asked, who do men say I am? Everybody had the wrong revelations that Peter understood it and spoke back, hey, this is who you are. And then a blessing and a a proclamation was made. And Jesus says, hey, okay, you couldn't have found this out without having a relationship with the Father. But now I'm going to tell you what. And it's quoted right here. I love this. And uh, Matthew 16 Verse 18 says, I also said to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, mm-hmm. upon this revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of heavy, Hades will not overpower. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, wow. And so it's so interesting wow. because he tells him, okay, not only have you had the right identity uh, in revelation, but understanding your identity with me has given you the ability to understand to get keys for the kingdom. But never once did he say, Peter, go build my church. Nope. He says, right. I will build my church yep. and I'll give you keys to the kingdom. And so we've reversed that. It's so true. It's like we are trying to build the church and we're expecting God to build the kingdom. <laughs> and, and then we're wondering why we're not having fruit yep. or seeing even some of the prophetic words come to pass. Because he said, no, you focus on taking the keys of the kingdom and binding and loosing. Yep. And while you do that, why understanding the full identity of who I am, Mm -hmm. of who God is and who you are, are. then the church, hey, I'll handle that. Yep, absolutely. And I I love what you're saying because that that is, I mean, that's a game changer. It is. And especially many times, I think part of it, it goes all the way back to our educational system because what we're taught Mm -hmm. in Bible college, which I've been an advocate of this, I've said it for the longest time that there is going to be a reformation in our educational system, not just in Bible college, not just in how we teach theology, but in secular education, because once again, the whole system is based on performance. Yep. If you perform well, you graduate. And after you graduate, you put a resume, 
And so you actually go to a place, you build, uh, whether, you know, you become a church leader from a resume rather than from a calling. Wow. wow. And so once again, you go into an area, a city where you may not be passionate about, but there's a resume you handed and there's mm-hmm. a position and you got position because of your performance. And then you see this whole backwards. And then we wonder why, you know, uh, pastors and leaders are failing or have failures, so because true. there's so much pressure and they're so disconnected from the people, so disconnected from the city because it's this whole performance based mm. mentality. So it's hard to discover identity and calling and build the kingdom so true. when your system foundation is performance. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. So true. The more we can connect with who God says we are and, and really understand that what he's hidden deep within our lives yeah. that we have silenced. Oftentimes we have silenced the voice of our dreams. We've silenced the voice um, that God gave us. He yeah. gave our heart a voice. He gave yeah. our dreams a voice. There's a song that we are no longer listening to because of performance, <laughs> because we have to make a living. And so we've disconnected um, the light that is actually supposed to light the path for us. We've wow. disconnected the voice that is part of lighting the path for us. And we're like, God, show me where to go. God, show me what to do. Wow. What is your will? I just want to obey. And he's like, you know what? I put a dream in you when wow. you were a little girl or you were a little boy Come and on. you've silenced that dream. Once you let that dream find its voice again, and then you'll understand the path that I have for you. Wow. But we don't teach that. <laughs> And we don't make room for that. And so we have people who are depressed. We have pastors, leaders, doesn't matter where you're yeah. at. We have people who have, they have degrees yeah. or they're going after degrees or yep. they're going after this, that, and whatever. And it is not connected innately to who God called them to be, yes. to who he created them to be. Yes. And I remember he told, he was, he was telling me, Michelle, I want you to begin to bring this certain thing back into my life. And, and I was like, Okay okay, Lord, why? Like, why this hobby? Why this thing? And he said, I gave that to you because it would make you happy, because wow. it would bring you joy. And, and if you don't allow what I've given you as a gift to make you happy and bring you joy, then that depression is going to stay. Wow. 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 And I, and I recognize I was silencing a whole part of my identity. Wow that I didn't even know needed a voice and mm. needed to sing in that season. And, and as I kind of reintroduced myself wow. to myself, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, this joy did come, this peace did come, this, this security came wow. within me, not separate from Christ because he was the one who was speaking yeah. into me, you know, before I was born, when I was being created. And it was like, oh God, forgive me for silencing the voice of my dreams and my passions and my hobbies. It can be anything. Sorry, guys, that's another no. soapbox. No, <laughs> you're there's no. so much life coming off your words right now. Yeah. It's oh, so good. So but, good. You know, we have reached that time. We got to do another episode because oh, we could keep, keep going. This <laughs> yes, has been so could. fun. <laughs> but Michelle, will you tell the listener today how they can continue to glean from you? You have any upcoming events, how they can follow you on social media? Would you just go ahead and give that out right now? Sure. Uh, the name of my company is actually Prophetic Processing. And I have a Facebook page. It's Prophetic Processing. Pretty simple. Um, and if you Google Prophetic Processing, my website comes up along with Chris Valatin and Dano and others oh, who have spoken on. on this. I know, but 
I'm right above them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come I'm just on. kidding. No, but you can go to my website, propheticprocessing.com. Yep. I do individual coaching sessions. I take couples through sessions together, families, friends. Wow. Um, I've done this with... Uh, Recently, I had three ladies who are good friends. Two of them are in Africa and one was in um, Canada. And I did a consulting session together with them. And it was amazing because they got to see and hear each other's identity and walk through helping each other create their identity statements, which was really difficult for them, you know, but we did it together. And now they're supporting each other in that and able to call each other up in that. So I do that. Um, My school is actually launching the Good Fight School. Uh, is launching this Friday, which wow. this will already have aired. Um, but in the school, you can go to propheticprocessing.com and then click on join our school and you can get all the information about it. It's actually two tracks. So one is a 12 week track. Um, and that is just teaching you how to dive into your own prophetic words with the 12 elements of prophetic processing. And then the second track is running, um, at the same time, but it's a 24, 27 week, about a seven month, um, course. And I'm training up trainers. I believe it's a time to equip people all over the world with prophetic processing. There's so many people that have, that have leadership on their lives, but yet the pastor position is full. The women's pastor position is full. You know, they aren't called to teach Sunday school. They aren't called to do the, so but good. they want to, they want to partner with people. Yep. They want to build the prophetic. They want to build people. This is a, this is a tool that does that. This is a ministry wow. that does that. So I want to raise up people and put something in their hand that they can go, you know, in their community, they can go into their churches and say, Hey, I'm trained in this. And I want to partner with, with, um, you know, people in the community to be able to, you know, land their prophetic words. Um, so I'm doing that. Uh, the second 12 week school will begin in October. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to join that, that'll begin in October. And then we're going to do it again next spring. So um, just be, you know, on the lookout. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm, that's it's amazing, what I'm doing. Michelle. It's been so, so fun. I'm going to go on the record. This is one of my all time favorite episodes. <laughs> I loved it And we've so had much. some good ones. We wow. have. We have. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank yes, you for having thank me. Thank you so much, fun. Michelle. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode today. Remember, family is where life begins, destiny is found, identity is enhanced, and love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to rate it, review it, subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach. Thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.